0: You know, good performance, good solid performance. Certainly first half, second half, I thought we overplayed a little bit too much at times. And, um, but for a final ball, I thought we could have scored a
1: couple more as well. But, um, you know, again, team spirit, work rate, effort, everything there is is there for all to see. Um, But our quality
2: on the ball, I thought we controlled the ball really well. You know, marvellous, come coming for John McGinn today. And I thought he had an excellent game on the ball. Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Best time in life. Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast, another episode of the Lockdown Lowdown. We're back again, and back with the boys, another victory for Aston Villa, back on track 2-0, one of the most comfortable 2-0 victories you will ever see, we're going to talk about the match obviously, talk about the various action points, go in depth about Newcastle's tactics or lack thereof uh, and also talk about uh, the Burnley game coming up in a few days as well, I've got Chad Z, Jugzy and Deckers with me today, Deckers welcome back, long time no see mate,
1: how you doing? Hello mate, yeah good. Good after last night anyway.
2: Good good mate. Good, good to have you back. Right, well, let's let's well, let's get straight into it. No uh, no messing about. As always Chazzy will go to you mate. Just get your get your thoughts on the game overall uh and on the victory.
0: Yeah, I thought um it's it's another really good night for Villa, isn't it? The um it wasn't our best performance of the season by any stretch of the imagination, but it didn't need to be and I'm I'm quite pleased that we sort of stayed within our comfort zone and didn't waste too much effort and waste waste all of our good potential, really. There's a, there's a fine line, isn't there, between going all guns out, looking for that fourth, fifth, sixth goal and giving them a good thrashing, but also um, having an eye on the the fixtures coming up. So I thought it was a thoroughly professional performance from Villa. Um, you know, we, we didn't get out of second gear. Uh, you know, Newcastle, not great under Steve Bruce, don't get me wrong, but they are an established Premier League side. And um, we were literally in second gear all night long, didn't look troubled, could have had three or four goals played some really nice stuff out from out the back and you know invited the press on and managed to pass out despite obviously a few changes in midfield so I'm looking at it uh, and taking all the positives in, into Wednesday night brilliant to see Watkins get on the score sheet I'm sure I speak for every single villa fan that that was a bit of a relief and he thoroughly deserves that so yeah very much job done with with plenty left in the tank to to uh, go into this week's tough games
2: Jugsy, were you surprised we didn't step it up in the second half and uh, try and get a couple of more goals and and just sort of uh, almost took took our two 0 win and and saw the game out really a bit of game management. Were you surprised we didn't go for it?
3: No, I think um, Newcastle. We, we we probably expected them to attack us a bit more in the second half, and they still sat back and hoped to scrape something from a set piece. So. We were comfortable at two 0 and uh, we had a couple of chances in that second half, but lacked a bit a bit of quality again in that final third. So, I think it was one of those where we were comfortable, and we were trying to invite Newcastle onto us a little bit, but obviously they weren't really doing much from an attacking sense. And we had a clear game plan. So Smith again was um, again regimented in terms of how we sh- how we keep our shape as a team with the two holding players. So, I think I was pleased with the performance because. Last year, I think I think the criticism of of him has been that his passing hasn't been great, and I think he just misplaced one pass yesterday. But he looked assured on the ball um, when Martinez. Um, didn't get the ball out to our centre backs. Nakamba was the player that dropped back in and picked the ball up from the back and and sort of spun spun the, the player behind him and looked to create an attack. So I think that was a real positive. And Nakamba's obviously strengths lie in, in winning them interceptions and winning the duels. So I thought he had a really good assured performance. And yeah, I thought I thought we were really comfortable. I mean, as has said, we didn't really get out of first or second gear. I didn't think yesterday. And there's a lot more to come from this team. I think. Having watched us against Man City, it was quite evident that we weren't really at our full sharpness. And to get the likes of Barkley and Grealish uh, some good minutes under the belt, I think that would definitely help in the in the coming weeks. And and I think with Jack as well being subbed off, I think that was good management really, and it was a brave decision because he's he's captain. Obviously, he's 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 our key player, but. He wasn't really great yesterday, I don't think, in terms of his decision making. Usually he makes that, if Watkins makes a run, he's, he spots the pass early and makes that pass, you know what I mean, nine times out of ten. Yesterday he was off the boil slightly, so I think it was good just to give him a bit of a rest and save that sort of yellow card he's got for a suspension. Um, so yeah, I think we um, managed the game really well as a team and off the pitch as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, you know, I think Jack uh, D. Smith mentioned that he's had a tight hamstring last uh, last few days and I think last game as well. So maybe that was something to do with it. Obviously, we, we need Jack for these few games coming up where well, we've got a good chance of picking up points. You mentioned Marvellous Nakamba then and you're correct. You know, he misplaced just one of his 65 passes. So 98.5% pass accuracy, which is fantastic. I mean, to be fair, Newcastle did not trouble him too much. But when there was any sort of danger that Newcastle had, you know, he sniffed out eight ball recoveries as well. I thought it was a really assured performance. Um, he's got some unfair stickers you mentioned in, in the past, but I think he is what he is. You know, he's a he's a tidy player. He breaks up play and keeps it simple. And, that, and that's what you need sometimes in a team, especially against the bigger teams. Um, Newcastle obviously a different game for him, but, you know, I thought it was a very assured performance. I mean, look at, looking back at uh, the Newcastle game last year at home deckers, you know, we, we beat them 2-0 last year as well, but that was probably our best, one of our best performances in the whole season, uh, probably at us at our best as well um but yesterday last night you know we were probably uh, as both Chadzy and Juggsy have mentioned we played well within ourselves and still came out 2-0 winners comfortably does that i mean does that give is that a sign of how far we've progressed in such a short amount of time
0: yeah
1: i think it's um it, it's a sign of how how far we've come really i think last year we would have probably had three or four players that are capable well capable of beating teams like newcastle and then with the addition of three or four more we just showed from the start to the finish how far we've come above teams like that. Because so, we just outclassed them all game, really. That didn't really trouble us at all. Um, so, and yeah, like you just said about marvellous Nakamba coming in and putting in like a 10 out of 10 performance and going around putting out fires, it just shows that we've got a bit of depth now. that um, We can come in against teams like that and do a job. So, yeah, it's really great to see.
2: Yeah, no, really, really good to see, um, and good to see the squad players coming in doing a job. Uh, another, another player um, who was who was sort of a, a bit part player at the beginning of the season, and has not really stepped up now. I think he's got four goals, two assists. Bertrand Torre, Chadzy. Um, let's talk about him quickly. Obviously, got the second goal. Uh, we'll come back onto Watkins and first goal in a second, but I just want to talk about him. I thought. Really fantastic performance from from him yesterday as well, and and he keep he keeps getting involved in the goals. You know we're we're getting goals from all over the pitch. What have you made of him so far in his start to, to his Villa career, and and what did you make of his game yesterday?
0: Yeah, I really like him. Um, he's he's a completely different option, isn't he, from from Trezeguet? Like we've talked about a few times, having that right-footed uh, sorry left-footed winger on the right-hand side coming in, creating space for Matty Cash. But also last night was a perfect game for him because he, he wasn't being asked to do too much defensively. He wasn't being asked to come back and help cash too much. So he was sort of conserving his energy and, and really springing to life when he did have the opportunity to launch attacks. And he's so assured on the ball. Um, he's so composed. He, he's got that little bit of touch of class, like you saw for his first touch uh, just before the goal last night to open the space up for Grealish. Slid the pass into Grealish, was, um, was clever enough to make, make the run and then obviously is really assured right footed finish in off the bar was was an absolutely um magical moment. So I'm really pleased for him that he sort of sort of stuck at it. You know, he had a maybe slightly tough first first month or so and questions were being asked about the, the transfer fee and things like that. But you know, he looks like a real quality addition to Villa, gives us another option, adds adds competition for places in those wide areas, which is what we've been asking for for the last Six to twelve months, and um, his numbers are numbers are adding up. So um, some superb recruitment all round, and he's one of the one of the key players for Villa at the moment.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a maverick, isn't he, Jugsy?
3: Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he's just shown that he's got a bit of confidence. He's playing with confidence now. Obviously, having a had a run of games, but I think what Smith has done as well is um, looked at Troy's strengths, which is obviously being calm and composed on the ball and being quite good technically in the tight areas. So when we are attacking down that left and obviously a lot of our reliance is on that left with Grealish and Barkley's coming across. Um, Troy is picking up a really good position centrally so we can get shift the ball across. Um, And again, just gives Matty Cash a bit more of a, a chance really to provide that attacking threat down the right. So I think that's what we've done in the last couple of games and it's worked really well. And obviously Grealish as well. Um, I think I noticed yesterday he was sort of being a bit more flexible with his position, which I didn't think really paid off yesterday, but he was trying to be central, trying to go to the drift to the right as well. And I think games against teams like Newcastle, that's something that we can do. And I think that's what we struggled against Burnley, where we did create a lot of chances, but we were sort of a bit regimented in our play. So sometimes it's just thinking outside the box. And I think it worked well against Newcastle, where we didn't play that great, but we were looking to sort of adapt and and develop new ideas um, in in an attacking perspective. And again, Watkins, I think, off the ball, the amount of runs he was making, I mean, Newcastle just looked open in the middle and he's making great runs that no one really spotted. So that was, again, a bit disappointing because a Villa side in form with Barkley and Grealish playing with a heads up, we probably scored four or five, six goals yesterday, given how much how how open Newcastle were, in in my opinion, really.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely right. And you, you make a good point there about Choray. Um and I think it comes down to fuppling brain as well. And I've, and I've had a, f- a few discussions with various Villa fans over the last week or so about um, Bertrand Troy. and you know, we, I think we all here rate him uh, highly. And 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 you know, he, he is a bit of a, you know, he can't. He's a hot on cold player, as most wingers are. Uh, and you know, Juggs has alluded to it in previous podcasts as well around around Choray and and maybe a little bit of doubt in terms of is consistency, but I think he's been pretty consistent so far. But I was having a conversation around footballing brain and I think that, that what Chaz is talking about, that first touch for the uh, for the second goal, that is the definition of a footballing brain. The way he controls that, that first touch to open up the space, open up the avenue for that pass to, to Jack, that is thinking ahead and that is using a footballing brain. So I think, you know, I think there's more to come from him, definitely. Uh, you mentioned Ollie Watkins there, Juggsy, and, and obviously he got his goal finally after a few games. Deckers, you know, he's, his all round game, we've talked about on this pod, every 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 game pretty much. You know, he had so much. He's changed the way that we play, but he still had a few fans on his back. Not many, but a few. Um, how important do you think that goal is for him, and and how do you think he can kick on now?
1: I think it be it's massively important for him. It's it'll be a big weight off his shoulders. So I think I don't know how many games he's gone. I think it might have been eight. So the, although he's still playing very well, and he's massively important eight nine games. To the way I think it play. was, yeah, yeah. He, um, it, 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 the pressure will start start to build up, even though the performances are coming. Because at the end of the day, he is there to put the ball in the net. So it'll be a huge weight off his shoulders, and um, it, I think I think it's sort of giving him a bit of a spring as well for the rest of the game. So hopefully, now we can kick on, maybe get another against Burnley and go on a bit of a run. Hopefully.
2: Chads, um, we've, we've talked about a few players so far, a couple of players I want to mention as well in the defence. not um, in trouble too, too much, but there were a lot of crosses that Newcastle put in and we, we dealt with them uh, really well. Uh, and that's Matty Target on the left-hand side and, 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 and the big man himself, Esri Konza, who's been oh, just unreal this season. It'd be good to hear your your thoughts on those two. Uh, and, and also mainly really on Konza's improvement as a player and, and what he can do this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just shows you, doesn't it, how a consistent run um, in the team with the same partnership in defence can, can really help a player's development. You know, him and Mings look so assured together now. And I just I just love the way we're so confident to be able to deal with the first and second balls from those wide areas. You know, we've talked quite a lot already this season of how cash and target defend quite narrow. We let teams, even like Newcastle, and I'm sure we'll do the same again to Burnley on Wednesday night, let them have the ball in those wide channels and we back ourselves to go and win those headers. And Mings and Concert are just they, they put their bodies in front of everything. But you know, Concert is really stepping up now as a as a class act at the back. You know, there's a few times last night where he was uh, digging Mings out of a bit of trouble, to be honest, because Mings was a bit lax on the ball or gave the ball away in the city area. And concert and just seems to read the game. He's a step ahead of, of everyone else. And he's always there. If a player cuts back inside, he's there to cut it off. If a player tries to side it in behind, he, he's read it and he's generally there before the striker. So he's really developing into a, into an absolutely quality ball playing centre-half that you know £12 million looks like an absolute snip and, and that's again a, a real nod to the recruitment and, and Smith uh, for, for backing a player that he knows and has worked with in the past. And similar for similar for Target, another you know I I can't believe that he's he putting in such a consistent string of performances. You know I've I've backed him and I've been a big fan of his since we signed him, but you know at some point he's going to drop below eight out of ten. You know, it's, it's, a long t- it's been a long time since a Villa, Villa player has had put in so many consistently eight, nine, ten out of ten performances and um, huge credit to him.
2: Yeah, really is. And, uh, you know, we talked about him potentially uh, getting in the squad. It's going to be tough, obviously. Uh, but if he carries on like this, then, you know, questions do have to be asked. And, you know, he, he's putting himself up there, isn't he? And we, we've obviously been talking about the target trajectory as well. And, you know, we've been... Backing him since the start of the season, really, because uh, he's improved so much. So, you know, he keeps going up and up and up. And you know, Jamie Radnapp was waxing lyrical about him. Jamie Carragher was waxing lyrical about him. So he's being more noticed now. And when that happens, you do tend to get the, uh, the papers calling out for a, for an England call up. So I guess we'll see. There's only one. I think there's only one of the March friendies left, really, before the Euros. So it's going to be tough. But you know, he's put himself up there, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he has. I think just on Mings as well. I thought I'd mention because. I think he was sloppy yesterday with a couple of occasions with his passing, but I think the reliance to bring the ball out is more on Mings than concert, So that's why I think Mings probably gets more criticism for his mistakes because he's nine sort of eight times out of 10, he's the one that makes that pass into that final third or he's the one that tries to bring the ball out. And I thought in that first half, he made a lovely run um, into the Newcastle area, where it created space for the players. I think we had a good chance on the back of that. So that just showed. Was
2: that was that was that the uh, Watkins chance that was uh, ruled offside? Was that the same one? I think.
3: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, when I mean, Grealish played it through. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and yeah, just showed that Mings has got it in his locker, and we're asking our centre backs to play out from the back, and obviously they're not. You know, I mean, natural centre midfielders here. Their the centre backs ended there, and their job is to score or stop goals. Um, so they are going to make mistakes. So it's about patience sometimes. I know Mings. I I don't excuse sometimes him being sloppy at the edge of our box but when he's trying to play out or make a pass and it doesn't come off it's one of those things I mean I think Dean Dino Dina will back him and that's the way we play and that's the way we want to play we want to get the ball to Jack and sometimes you've got to make a risky pass sometimes so that's that's the nature of what we're trying to do as a football team we're not trying to hoof it long and lose the ball so just a bit of patience and again just understanding what what we're trying to do as a team really
2: yeah, and you uh, know, he got a bit, of, obviously, a bit of flack for for the Man City goal because uh, fans were saying he should have just cleared it anyway. And he, and he mentioned it himself. To be fair, he said maybe in hindsight I should have done it. But Dino himself said, "Look, I want my centre back. I want Tyra Mings there to chest it down, control it. I don't want him to be giving the ball back in the 80th minute back to Man City." So, that, that, you know, that's what the that's what the directive is from from the management team, and that's what the way we've got to play. So, yeah, and, and I also think you know, Mings does make mistakes, um, too many really for for the level of player he is, but. At the same time, you know, yes, even yesterday, he was it was brilliant again. Really, apart uh, in terms of his defending, uh, I think I do think that his mistakes are more amplified because of Konza's good form. You know, Konza hardly puts a foot wrong really these days. I know I'm setting him up for a fall there, but he really hasn't really put a foot wrong all, all season. So, it makes any any error the Mings does that much more uh, apparent, I think. But you know, overall, I think a decent performance. Um, Comfortable performance. We did what we had to do. Very professional job, really. Um, could have been more if Barkley was at it. I think Barkley was a bit rusty still uh, and finding himself back into games. But you know, overall, shows you the level we're playing at. That We're disappointed we didn't get more goals against a Newcastle team. And uh, Juggsy, I want—I just want to pick up on Newcastle as well. Obviously, this is a Newcastle pod, but Steve Roos, obviously, our ex-manager uh, at Newcastle. Um, interesting tactics yesterday. Um, you know, Newcastle fans have been moaning all season. We got to see it first-hand yesterday. What did you make of them um, as a team and how they adapted and how they played against us?
3: Yeah, I thought it was really, really poor setup from Bruce. I mean, he had a defensive midfielder as as a third centre-back. He had Shelby covering the wings when he's not good at tracking back. And then he had Andy Carroll up front with Wilson, who looked kind of dangerous, really. Uh, but again, the full-backs were defenders, really. So they weren't going to be able to put in quality crosses. So... Yeah, Newcastle were really poor. I think they just didn't work hard as a team. So if you're in bad run of form, all you expect as a minimum is is for the team and the players to be working hard. And they weren't even doing that for him. So I don't know if they've lost faith in him. But yes, yeah, really bad signs for them. And he wasn't able to adapt it. I mean, the subs he made had little impact. And I thought, you know what, they might go a bit direct or I don't know, maybe go switch. I think they switched um, with four of the back at the end. But it just didn't work for him. They didn't even create a, a one decent opportunity, and it was so comfortable for us. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not one that's been criticising Bruce uh, really because I I didn't rate him at all. And obviously, the best thing that ever happened to us was getting Dino in. But yeah, he's he's not a, a great manager at this level. Um, with how the games developed, I don't think um he's a bit too old school, and it might keep him up. Because they're obviously solid defensively. Defensively, they're pretty solid, or can be with five at the back, and they might nick a goal. But yeah, he's never going to be able to to improve them. I don't think.
0: We said last night, didn't we? It was like watching um, the, the modern day Aston Villa against the the Aston Villa of old, and that's not really a criticism of when Bruce was in charge. More the earlier days, the McLeish days, and the Remy Guard days, where you know at no point did they ever look like they were trying to win that game. At no point did they ever look like they. were competitive at no point did the players ever show any any edge or any bite and without wanting to talk about Newcastle I'm, I'm more talking about that in terms of how great it is to see a Villa side that Jamie Carragher described last night you know no matter what the result when you've played Villa you know you've been in a game and that's all you can ask really as a fan isn't it you know sometimes they'll perform sometimes they'll get it right sometimes Smith will get his tactics right but if you know when you switch on that telly, or hopefully pray to God one day we actually get back to the stadium and see them live. If you know when you're watching Villa that the players are going to give everything and you're going to come out at least knowing they've had a go. That is that is literally all you can ask, and it's um, it's so enjoyable um, in the next few weeks with every couple of days getting a chance to see Villa putting their putting their bodies on the line.
2: Yeah, spot on, spot on. I mean, I mentioned on Twitter yesterday it was like watching. Uh, 15 16 Aston Villa play yesterday. Some of the games that we had in that season where we just didn't we were just there making up numbers and, and it was like a training exercise, it really was. Um but you know, Villa, fantastic. Great again. Great to see Trez come back in 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 the side as well, adding some um, depth to our squad. How how happy was he coming on, by the way? <laughs> he looked like yeah. a kid in a sweet shop, didn't
3: he? <laughs> he was buzzing, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good to see that him and our guys get some minutes and obviously I think Sam Sanson's now. Uh, look like it's going to happen as well. So that just adds another option for us in the mid- middle of the park. So, yeah, I think um, we're looking good for the next few few weeks. Uh, and obviously, fitness-wise, just hope everyone stays fit, really, and especially our key players.
2: Yeah, Sanson looks like, well, it's been reported, it's all done and agreed, so it may be finalised probably the next day or two. Juggsy, do you want a few words on Sanson for the pod? Or
3: I, I think I've said enough, to be honest, mate. I've seen him, <laughs> I've seen him play loads. <laughs>
2: But yeah, no great win. Decker's um before we go to the comments and questions, just give me your thoughts on on this team and how we've improved, but more importantly, just you know, how far can we what 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 are your expectations now for us this season going forward? And these these few games, well, how many games left now?
1: Where we're sitting now in the table at the nearly at the halfway point. We've got to be looking for top 8. I remember um, you saying that in one of the first pods that we did and me thinking we're never going to I think you, that was a bit far fetched, but and then we went on. We've won uh, won the first five games and um, give ourselves a chance, and then we've slipped up in a couple of games. But then it's like last night we were so dominant. I think we we've got to be aiming for top eight. The way that we're beating teams like Newcastle, we're clearly a league above them. Teams like that, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be going for um, for Europe. Really, I think. Horahan going and Samson coming in, I, I don't know a lot about him, but from what we've seen, what we've heard, um, it's it's more progress, isn't it, with the squad. So I think um I think yeah, we've got to be aiming up there.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think so. You know, we've we've shown against teams like that we're we're like you say a league above. Um and we're competing really with the likes of Everton, Southampton, maybe West Ham as well, who keep Keep winning games um, for for that top six and maybe just outside there. But you know, just need you just need a consistent run. And uh, we've we've definitely got the players. And you have got Grealish in your team, you can you can achieve anything really. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the the comments and questions then. Uh, quite a few, but we'll only we'll only do a few th- this week. Um, uh, and then we we'll preview the uh, the Burnley game uh, as well. Um, so let's have a look then. So firstly. Um, so I mentioned yesterday about changing this narrative about the uh, summer 2019 recruitment. Obviously, we've seen how the players have finally adapted, and, and in hindsight, it's actually looking like some really good business. Um, I mean, Chazzy, what your what your thoughts on the on these players like like Trez, like Louise, and how they've adapted, um, and, and you know the the need for patience for for a lot of these players, and with Sanson coming in as well. Um, you know, do you expect him to fire in straight away and, and add to the to the squad and to the team, and and, and uh, you know, add good performances to the team straight away, or do you think he needs a bit of time as well?
0: He'll need time, just like everyone else has needed time, but he'll need less time than than the signings from last summer because he's coming into a good side, a confident side, an established Premier League side now that all know their roles, whereas. The previous summer when we had to go through such a big a dramatic change in the squad you know that was enforced really because of all the contracts that were being run down it was never a decision Smith probably wanted to make in terms of having to sign so many players and signing them all at the same time coming into a new league it was never never gonna they were never going hit it hit it off from the start and it was a lot to ask them all to gel and I, I've said all along that you know if Trezeguet had come into the into an established Premier League side he would have had a much greater impact and the same for everyone else so any signs we make from here on in, I'm very confident that it'll be quicker for them to, to gel, quicker for them to adapt to the league. They're playing like I said, they're playing in a confident team that's in in the higher end of the league and, and is enjoying more possession than we had last year. So it's it's fairly obvious one for me, you know. I think um there's there was a bit of unfair well, a lot of unfair criticism of the recruitment last year. We we've we've stayed it by the skin of our teeth and they're all proving proving a lot of people wrong individually now and, and collectively.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, Max Villa 1985 says, hi, I'm new to Twitter. Welcome to Twitter, Max. Uh, Good luck. (laughs) Uh, My question is, do you think we will sign a new striker in Jan or the summer? I think we should go for Danny Ings in the summer. Well, big shout. I think Danny Ings is looking for a Champions League team. So if we're signing him, that means we've done well. Juggsy, do you think we should get a new striker? Obviously, Watkins is scoring goals again, but uh, there's not much beyond that, is there?
3: No, there isn't. I think uh, it's one of those where Langer and Smith will probably look at it and think if the right player at the right value comes along, then we might dip into the market. But it's not an urgent requirement. We might have enough to get by uh, with obviously Davis as a backup and Wesley hopefully being fit by sort of March time, I'd, I'd imagine. Um, it's an area we we definitely need to address in the summer though. And I think you mentioned Ings. I think we'd be... Uh, yeah, I don't think we would be able to match sort of Ings's ambitions because he's a Champions League player and he's proven that plus his wages as well. He'd have to be the, the highest paid player easily at Villa to to, to sign him. So um yeah, Ming, Ings would be an excellent choice, but I don't think it'd come to worse. I think he's got sort of loftier ambitions. But yeah, I think um I think it's gonna be tough for Wesley to come back into this into the side and have any impact this season, given how serious and the severity of his injury. And because he's a physical player, he's not going to be at 100% for a while now. So I think it's, it's a chance for maybe Watkins to hopefully stay fully fit. Um, if an, if he does get an injury, then obviously it's going to be a tough one. But Davis might get an opportunity and see what he's got from now to the end of the season. Because he's had all this potential, Davis, but he's not really had a run of games. I know injury hasn't helped him, but it's now and ever for Davis, really. So he's got an opportunity um this half of the season to see if he can have an impact. And yeah, I think it's something that we we will look at the summer, given how how it pans out with them too.
2: Yeah, I no, agree with that. Uh, Ross Hayward, uh, can't be alone in this, but when I saw Nakamba Stein, I thought, A, I don't want two sitters versus Newcastle, and B, I'm nervous whether whenever he plays, so I wasn't too happy But I'm extremely happy to be proved wrong. Nakamba never put a foot wrong, and Luiz was classed a little further forward. Yeah, I mean, I like to see Luiz play further forward sometimes. He's got that ability, and I think he plays number eight for Brazil, so he's, he, you know, he's definitely comfortable in that position. Elliot Holmes, another good performance. Our attacking intent is superb. However, in my opinion, the defensive solidity is paramount to our success so far this season. An excellent unit who play with great cohesion, standing and resilience. Yeah, I mean, Chazzy's talked about that earlier on. I think it's it's the foundation of our good performances and something that happened post lockdown that that Dean Smith has embedded in uh, into the team and has helped us progress really. Uh, AJ uh, Konza, best reader of the game at the back since McGrath. Well wow, big shout, uh, Chazzy. Um, you you were talking about Konza there earlier um, and how good he is at reading the game. Uh, McGrath. I mean, that's a that's a big that's a big shout, isn't it?
0: It is. Um, let's, let's not get too carried away. Let's make sure we can uh, be consistent over a long period of time. Two or three months, six months is, is a relatively short space of time. If he's still doing it in 2026 and we're playing the Champions League and he's playing for England at the World Cup, then we'll compare him to Paul McGrath.
2: Nice. No reason why he can't achieve that, though. He's definitely got the ability, I think. Uh, and JD also carried on with uh, Truro as a Maverick, and we will get flashes of the genius from him and also errors. But think his work rate is very overlooked. Works very hard. I think he does as well. Uh, I've said that as well. I think it was a tactic against Man City to keep him high up the pitch for the, for the counter. Uh, I think and and Dean Smith at the end of the day wouldn't play him if he wasn't working hard enough. And that's as simple as that. Uh, Martinez's distribution, another thing for the list. Things he's great at. Yeah, we saw that with uh, some of his balls out straight to Watkins's feet. But again, Newcastle highly challenged him and showed you um, you know they, they just weren't physically enough at all. Uh, Calvin the pickle, great name. Uh, is. Few few comments, so I'll just rattle through them. Truro went to his right multiple times versus Man City, then scored with his missing right foot yesterday. He's been working on his game. Just another example, motivate players. What well, other improvements have you noticed in players? Well, we've talked about target already and Konza. I think they're the two main. Trez we've talked about in the past. So plenty, plenty of improvement there, uh, as we can see. Found Truro's passes to switch to the point of attack really telling. Also thought his smile after his goal was indicative of him finally finding his place in the team. Super happy for him. Yeah, great to see he's obviously bedding into the team really well. Uh, last question from him. How can we help Davis develop? House, Nakamba, Elgars—you all have seized their chances to start with strong performances. Dean seemed to prepare them well, yet Davis still doesn't seem to put in an effective shift. Good attitude, strong, willing to work. What's missing? I think, I mean, we've talked about him already, haven't we, in this pod. Juggsy, uh, sorry, Deckers. Davis probably was only minutes on the pitch, a loan out. What do you think? What's, what's missing from him? He just needs a goal, really, did not he? You know
1: I, you yeah, he does need a goal, but... I, to be honest, I I just don't see it. He's never going to be. He's never going to be a prolific goal scorer. And I think to be a second striker in a team that's pushing for a top half finish, you've got to be able to offer sort of minimum. I would say six goals a season, and I don't see Keenan Davis doing that. So. I think he'd be a great player in the championship. I, I, and for now, I, I, let's not forget what a job that he did do with Project Restart and stuff like that. He's, he's definitely, his hold at play is good, but I think you need to offer more to be a Premier League striker, whether it be first or second string. So, unfortunately, I just don't see him having the skills to do that.
2: Yeah, you know, I agree. Uh, and then last few comments from from Litchfield. Um only comments i like to see is um, cash over like Troy more, but Trore look for him more rather than cutting in. Um, and Barkley needs to do more to connect the midfield. Plays a little too high at the pitch for me sometimes uh, and give Konza a new deal ASAP. Yeah, we've talked about Konza already. Yeah, I think Barkley's maybe just finding his feet back into the team again, but he, was, he wasn't he was at his best yesterday, I don't think. Um, we do obviously press with with two with Watkins and Barkley, so maybe he gets himself, finds himself quite high at the pitch. But again, I think that's a bit of a tactic. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Troy does like to come back on his left foot. Maybe he can look for Cash a bit more uh, and Cash crossing is 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 fantastic. And I think we've seen now with Troy coming in the team, we've mentioned this already, you know, Cash is getting forward much, much more compared to what he was doing in the first few games uh, when Trez was in front of him. So great to see. And I think, you know, Cash again, again, another solid, consistent performance from, from him. So, uh, I mean, that's all. We've really got time for for any comments. Sorry if I've missed any out. Um, but let's move on quickly to the Burnley game. Um it was, a, it was a frustrating game last time out at home to them. We had what, 26, 27 shots, um, had numerous really good chances and couldn't put them away. Burnley coming back off a, a 1-0 win against Liverpool, uh, obviously a massive victory, full of confidence, playing really well. Sean Dyke getting the best out of them, as he always does. And uh, very much a different Burnley side to the one we faced, do you not think,
1: Chads?
0: Yeah, I, I really like Burnley. You know, they, they know, They're similar to us in terms of they all know their roles. You, you guarantee the shift from every player on the pitch. They play for their manager. When I say they're similar to us, they don't play in the same way as us. But you know, they all know the side of play. Whoever slots in knows what Dice um, wants from them. And the other night, is, I thought it was a superb defensive, resilient performance from them. Obviously, to go to Anfield and win, they're going to be uh, their confidence is going to be sky high on Wednesday night. So it's a really, really tough test for us. I was so pleasantly surprised when we went there and won last season on new year's day and if we can go there and get a win then i'm going to start getting really excited for this season because i think it's a really really tough tough going to be a tough night for us um you know me and, and Tarkovsky uh, a formidable partnership at times and um, i think that we're going to we're not going to dominate in terms of having 20 25 30 shots like we did in the home game so we're going to have to be a lot more clinical when chances arise but you know if we play like we did Last night, and we have been playing. There's no chance, no reason we can't win. Um, but definitely going to be a tough night.
2: Jagsy, obviously McGinn is back from suspension. Nakamba put a good shift in. How do you think Smith will set up the team?
0: Yeah, I think McGinn will come
3: straight in for Nakamba. I think that that change is guaranteed. Um, I think it was good to actually. McGinn got a break and we won because um, again he's got. We got quite a few games coming up, and for him to have a bit of a rest, I think that definitely helps. Um, and, yeah, I'm not sure what are the changes. I think he'll keep the same team. So, I think Truro will keep his place on the right, given that he scored against Newcastle and put in such a good result, uh, good performance. Whether Grealish plays centrally is, is a question mark. So, whether Algarzi comes in for Barkley, because obviously Barkley hasn't really played well in the last couple of games. And Grealish um, had a lot of joy centrally against Burnley in the, in, the, in the home game. So, I'm not sure if that might be a switch or a tactical change we might make. But, yeah, Burnley are in in some good form, obviously coming on the back of a good win at at Liverpool. Um, Yeah, and they look, again, solid as a team, always hardworking. As Chasie mentioned, their centre-back pair is one of the best in the the leagues, in my opinion. Um, They don't really put a foot wrong. And they rolled their luck at at Villa Park, um, obviously, a few weeks ago. And hopefully we get a bit of luck against them uh, on Wednesday, really. And, yeah, I'm hopeful of a good, positive performance.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think they... uh... Like I said, it'd be a different team. They uh they seem to got uh to be playing really well at the moment, really well organized. Obviously, the defensive solidity is the back rock of uh, sort of the bedrock of what they do, the foundation of what they do. Um, and they don't create too much, but they've got wooden wooden Barnes, uh, Rodriguez off the bench, um, and Vidro as well to come off. then you know it can cause a bit of a bit of a problem in the air. Um, probably why I think Troy will play as well. Um, obviously he scored, he played really well, so that's probably the main reason. But also I think in the air he's he's very good as well. So from corners and set pieces you need that bit of aerial presence. So uh, we seem to be doing fairly well. And and it's, Chad, it's a bit of a tactic, isn't it? I think from us to to keep our fullbacks quite narrow and allow crosses into the box because uh, we're pretty confident Kondor and Mings will, uh, will will deal with it.
0: Yeah, and that's that's where Burnley are going to see the most joy, obviously, getting balls in the box for Wooden Barnes. So that's going to be a very intriguing battle. Who's going to come out on top? And that, that could be the game there and then, really. If, if Mings and Conte can win that battle against Wooden Barnes in the air and then make sure that we're mopping up those second balls as well, then I'm confident that um, when we get our chances at the other end, that'll, that'll be the game, really.
2: Yeah, I think so. And I think their danger man, really, is McNeil, isn't he, from, from the Wings? He's probably their best player. Um, and a player I'd, I'd definitely like a Villa. I would say. Um, I know he plays mainly on the left hand side, but no reason why he can play can play either wing with the ability he's got. Um, Deckers, how do you how do you see the game going then? Uh, looking ahead to the, to the Wednesday fixture, I think it's at six o'clock. Um, and what's what's your prediction?
1: Yeah, it'll be a really tough night for us. Um, like you've all covered, really, there will be they'll be all set they'll be set and uh know exactly what they're doing. So it'd be tough for us to break us down break it down. I, th- I think whoever takes their chances, that's gonna be um key. Um but ho- hope. For, I-, I know that we'll come out and give it give it a go from the start. So I'm quietly confident.
2: Yeah. Um I mean this this team, this villa team you know, there were maybe questions around the physicality of the of the team and how how up for they were for a battle against the likes of Bernie. But I mean, Decker, you, I'm going. I mean, I don't know if you're the same as me, but I am so confident in our team that physically we can match up to any team when compared to last season when I when I wasn't confident at all. Do you, do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I think um like with the addition of like three or four players that we've got over the summer, we can we can have a fight if we need to have a fight but we we're also we've got the skill to beat anybody in the league so i think we can adapt to different ways of playing so
2: yeah i think that's the that's the biggest improvement in the team isn't it the the way that we can adapt you know we, yesterday we played much more on the on the floor i thought uh, played through the midfield because well, newcastle allowed us to do it uh, whereas other games where it's been a bit more difficult to play through the midfield we've we've used the channels a bit more and we've tried to play higher at the pitch with with watkins uh, you know, doing a lot of work up front, so it was quite interesting to see how we how we adapted there. Let's get your let's get your predictions before we uh, before we uh, close off for the pod, Chad Z, What do you reckon?
0: Um, my my head says one one or a draw, um, but I'm going to stick with um, my heart for this one and say that we're going to carry on our relatively good run and nick it one nil.
2: Jugsie,
0: I'm going two one,
2: two one two.
3: Villa, sorry.
2: <laughs> Deckers? Well, I didn't I didn't get a prediction from you, sorry. Uh, I was going to
1: say 2-1 Villa as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 Villa. I think it's going to be a really cagey affair, really tough affair. Um, I think there'll be chances either side. Um, and as Deckers said, I think whoever takes their chance wins the game. So hopefully we can carry on the win. I think a draw would be a decent result uh, anyway, but a win would really, really push us up the table and, and get us fighting for that top six position and make us dream again. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back, obviously, with the with the lockdown lowdown after that game. Uh, no late-night ramble, obviously, because of the how close the games are. Once there's a break in play, um, which will probably be after the Arsenal game, we'll come back with a late-night ramble with our next special guest. But the boys will be back, uh, as always, giving their words of wisdom and their uh, excellent punditry. Uh, but thanks again, boys. Thanks for joining me.
0: Cheers, homes. Cheers. Cheers, am out
2: nice one and uh we'll be like i said we will be back on on probably thursday i think uh with with the pod uh please do subscribe and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're on if you haven't done so already and uh, apple leave a review and rating uh we're on youtube as well a couple of videos out there the villa talks podcast is, is our channel name um and apart from that thanks for listening thanks for your time thanks to the boys again and up the villa we're
0: up the shaky. I love it। hmm.
2: मैंने बहुत चंगा लग गया।